Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I can see so many arguments in the comments. <laughs> we had one before we came on. Oh, this should be interesting. Hello, welcome to the Rangers Rabble podcast match reaction. Um, I'm Martin and I'm joined again by Stu and Kerr. Gentlemen, hello, welcome back. Good evening. Hello to everybody watching in the comments, etc. Um, I'll do this quickly at the start because we've got quite a few people watching. Please don't forget to like and subscribe if you haven't already. Um, and if you haven't already as well, and you watch this all the way through and you enjoy it, and you fancy becoming a member for some extra content, then click the join button below or the link for that is in the description. Okay, so Rangers 3, Partick Thistle 2. Um, Stu, where do we begin? Um, it was poor. It was really poor, to be honest. Um, the first half was the worst first half we've had under Michael Beale. Second half, there was marginal improvements. We got over the line. Listen, Bill Bill has enough credit in the bank for me already that that's just, you know, we, we worked out of the system. It was, you know, it's done and dusted. We're in the next round of the cup, and that's all that matters. And it would have been the same if it was league, and, and we just got the three points, and, and we got it done. Um, I know there's a few people that are saying, oh, you know, he got this wrong, he got that wrong. At the end of the day, these players that we talked about squad depth before these players should be able to come in and, and put part of this all away that there's no doubt about that for me um it felt a little bit like we thought we would turn up and win and we were a bit surprised that part of this got in our face um but yeah so i was listen it's it's not it wasn't great it was by far it was far from that i was, I was absolutely fuming towards the end of the game but uh, i just see that as well uh he was when i was texting he was what was making me fuming after time um but yeah it was it was just getting the win done and, and you know, Bill's got to show that then tomorrow and, and just be like, that That doesn't happen again. Um, but I'm sure we'll come on to the other things like the ref and things like that. But yeah, over the line and, and just forget about it, I think. Yeah, we'll touch on the ref, we'll touch on VAR, we'll touch on sport and integrity. And like the title says, we'll touch on the five goals as well. Um, do you know, before we, we get into all the, the debate and stuff, Kerr, um, in terms of Patrick Thistle's performance, um, some good points, some bad points. Um, but just in terms of the first half, they have shown probably a lot of teams in the top league um, up a wee bit by the way they came and, and they, they went forward and they attacked us and they actually defended okay. Second half we'll get on to. But in terms of that first half performance, it certainly wasn't something I was expecting from them. Like I said at the start, Martin, they, they came in on to lose. They weren't expected to win. It was a free hit for them because took their mind off the league where they've been up and down. So they came to Ibrox to enjoy themselves and just go for it. And I thought that's what they did. I thought they, he McCall got his tactics well. I thought they tried to bully at times, which they probably did. 
and they had Wall and Runners and they done a lot of simple stuff really well and that's what caused his issues and they can go away with their heads held high because I thought if they play like that the rest of the season they might end up getting in the playoffs but they, they came they they done themselves justice and like I said earlier they came in none to lose because everybody was expecting even in the Friday night and here with what we're saying five, six, seven, nothing. I said two nothing because I thought they were going to come and have a go. Because there's no point naughty. Because if you come to defend, you're just going to defend for 90 minutes. But they came and had a go. And the way it worked out, they were only four or five minutes away for extra time. Do you know what I mean? So they done themselves done themselves proud. They did, but care, why were we so poor in the first half? I think maybe changed too many players. I think like Stu said, I think maybe the players were expecting to go through without actually making things happen. And I I think they maybe were a wee bit surprised the way Thistle went for them. I don't even expect them that. They probably thought, there's just an average team here. We won this quite simple. And Thistle's went for them and some thought, oh, I'm not really enjoying this for the kickoff. And you've seen some of the players took a, a good 45 minutes to get involved. So, and I think with the changes at halftime, you've seen it a wee bit better. But I just thought Thistle on their faces in the first half, some of the players didn't like that. I thought we struggled with just their tempo. And we struggled to get involved, and it took some of the players to the second half to get in touch with the game. I thought the only one, and they get man in match, was Tillman. I thought the first half he was frustrated with his teammates because he was trying to play balls through it. They weren't the runners, there wasn't anybody there. I thought the second half it changed up. But Thistle came and had a go, Martin. And sometimes we've got to expect that. It doesn't matter who we're playing. We've got to expect it could be part of Thistle, it could be Falkirk, it could be Buddy Davo, it could be anybody. But when they come to Ibrox, they come and enjoy themselves because they don't come very often. You may, we're putting them on the best stadiums in Britain, so you may as well come and have a go. I know Bomber really struggled with us. I think we're alone now, didn't he? Come on, Tiffany. Tiffany. Jeez, uh, oh man, that's Tiffany's actually a poor. I mean, he's put it, he's putting the things in. Decent. Decent. No, Ken, I just, I just thought that was going to be funny and lighten the mood a wee bit, but not one who's got it. And I would imagine everybody watching just stared at the screen and went, What is he talking about? Um. <laughs> Stu Kerr mentioned it. I think I've lost the comment now. Um, ah, there we go. Ian Ross, too many changes, definitely. Now, we can't have our cake and eat it because we said before the game uh, that it didn't, the team looked strong, the bench was good, but the starting lineup was strong. I understand that Cantwell hasn't had a lot of football. Hadji's first start for over a year. Raskin hasn't played um, that much. But with that said, we shouldn't, there's no way we should have been dominated as much as what we were in that first half. No, you could probably throw Cholak in there as well. He's, he's been out. You know, he's, he's been a bit part player for so long with the injuries and stuff. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like, like we've we've mentioned, it's, no matter what team we put out today, even even the kids would have would have given it a good go. I mean, that they would have. I'd have expected the kids to be. If that was Rangers B versus Partick in the Challenge Cup, I'd expect them to have a good go at it. So it was it was just a, a poor poor the first half especially was was as poor as i think you'll ever see us and i include geo in that like that was poorer than i've seen us under geo um i don't know i can't put my finger on it i don't know what was causing it it was just i think well, i don't know if it was curry munch here said in the the chat it was just disjointed I and mean, it was spot on is exactly what it was we just the players are like they've never played together before, and obviously a couple of them haven't. But um, it it was really no excuse for for how poor, especially because we started off all right. I thought in the first sort of five ten minutes we were playing some nice passes, just sort of patiently waiting for that opening, um, and then we, we just spent sort of fifteen minutes on the back foot from a championship side at Ibrox, and I think the the players that do play a lot were not showing themselves up. They they weren't sort of covering themselves in glory. Um, it was just maybe too many tens on the park. Tillman, Cantwell, and, and Hadji maybe just didn't quite click as we thought they would. So it was, yeah, I don't know. It was hard to put my finger on it. There's, I mean, there's still some positives we can take from it. I thought Raskin was was superb, um, and Tillman, as we mentioned. But yeah, it was. I don't know. It, for me, I'm, I'm going to put it down for now to, to a bad day at the office. But hopefully, we don't we don't see any more of it. Complacency care. Probably, yeah. I think, like I said earlier, the players weren't expecting this would be this good or be this direct towards us. But I, I thought the manager might have underestimated him as well. I maybe overestimated his own players. But I, I do think a big miss is Ryan Kent. He Kent's directness and he's running. It takes it put teams in the back foot and it opens up space for others. We didn't have that for anybody in the first half. Everything was quite predictable and light for light, whereas Ryan's totally different. I think you've seen that when he came on. 
So you're looking for something that was just totally different. They cannot map the plane. No having somebody like that, it was a big match. So I think somebody like Kent, no matter who we're playing between now and the end of the season, is going to play the game for me. I thought the fullbacks, two fullbacks were poor. Tav and Borner, I thought they were poor. I thought Davis and Sands done okay. You know, two goals we conceded. One was never a penalty, and another one was, was a free hit. So we won the. McGregor made a couple of saves, to be fair to him. He done well in the first half, but no, I just thought in general the team didn't play well. They, they got through, that was, as I said before, the, in the pod at the start, getting through the job, Jake, but something that's a man of yet to. We'll forget about this if we go into the final minute, do you know what I mean? But at this moment in time, I think we should be better than that. Well, of course, it's a reaction straight after a game. So, you know, you're going to, if you've not played well and you haven't looked good and you've just scraped through against the championship team, then of course you're going to be a wee bit annoyed, Stu. It's, it's strange being a Rangers supporter because even if you win, you're still not happy. Yeah, to a degree. I, I think, mean, I, I, think... I understand that there's so much more to go into about the game as to why we might not be too happy. Um, but if that's a, it shows the standards that our club's got. That if that's any other team in Scotland and, and they, they score a, a last-minute goal or a, a late goal to win 3-2, they're happy. Yeah, of course. And I mean, that's why we're, we're different to, to most other clubs. It's I think even, even some other teams that are a similar sort of level in terms of football ability would... They'd expect more, I think, but... They wouldn't be as disappointed or as frustrated as, as we get with it because I think we've we've always. They may have been. And, they may have been with some of the VAR decisions too. We may be seeing. Oh, talking. they can they can get VAR decisions in their favour and they find a way to complain about them. So I won't worry about that. <laughs> um, it's yes. Yeah, it, this this is the standards we've always had. We've always held ourselves as, as you know as high as we possibly can, and I think Bill gets that, which is always a good thing. But yeah, for us supporters, I think. It's it's hard because it's mixed in with a lot of it is oh you know we're Rangers we're the we're the best team in the country we're one of the most successful teams in world football and, and nothing will ever be acceptable that's below that and and we do treat that we forget that in Europe sometimes and and that's understandable because we're we're not used to sort of not being the big team in Europe um, as it's as it's sort of turned out these days but in terms of where where the the club are now and where we've been i think that sort of not helped because when when we had the championship season where we didn't get up and, and we had the banter years when we did get up and, and things like this we, we've had our fair share of disappointment and frustration and i think when we turn this corner and when we start looking at positivity it only takes one thing and, and we sort of see that corridor again of the banter years just looming in the background and i think that plays a little part in it um but yeah, overall, you just it's what's it? Thirteen games now, twelve wins. He's he's got plenty of money in there, plenty of money. Yeah, but it should be thirteen wins too. It should enough. be thirteen wins, yeah, and and that's what we work on. But it's um, it's he's got plenty of credit in the bank, and we're going to have these games. I get that people say, "What if that was Celtic?" But it wouldn't have been Celtic because it wouldn't have been that team that played. And it's there's so many variables when you, when you talk like that because you know we, we wouldn't play like that even with that team. They wouldn't play like that against Celtic. So. Yeah, it's just it was just a really bad day at the office, and and I'm sure that Bill and his team will be working on it like tomorrow morning with the players and saying why well, that can't happen again. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. New channel member Donald Rice. Donald, welcome to the Rabble community. Thank you very Brian, much. Brian, isn't it? What? That was Brian. No, it wasn't. It looks like Brian. Maybe maybe he's related to Brian. I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> welcome, Donald. Welcome. Well, right, okay. There's loads of people screaming in the comments about, you know, the goal. We'll come to that in a wee second. Okay, first of all, first I want to touch on VAR. Um, people keep saying VAR doesn't work, VAR doesn't, this doesn't work. It's not VAR that doesn't work. It's the people using VAR. Um, it's the it's the, ref, the referees in the background. It's the referee on the pitch. Um, VAR's only going to help them see a clearer picture. It's not going to make them come to the correct conclusion sometimes. They're going to get stuff wrong. How care, for the love of God, can a professional referee give handball against Cholak? I don't know. I've watched it a good dozen times and I still can't see where it hit his hand. Maybe because I realised... It did hit his hand. It hit his hand. But it was like half a yard away. I know, but it didn't hit his hand as in, anyway, it's a penalty. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. 
I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, Martin. I just feel like this these decisions like this, it's not good for the football. VAR is not an issue because it's the technology people use wrong. But I don't want to talk about the other team, but they make so many comments, moans and groans. They come out with things. We all know are false, but if you constantly say something over a period of time, people start believing it. So, and you end up with you end up with decisions like this. Do you know what I mean? And it's about time we come and start saying things back. You just can't sit and think uh, what well, it was wrong. Maybe another day we'll get it. It evens itself out over a season. It doesn't. That's a false narrative. Is put to kid people on. That's a mistake. It should never happen. And it's simple as that. It's it's not a penalty for me. And if that's a penalty, then you may as well just say, just throw throw VR away. We'll just make the rules as we go up because it's not helping. Then the technology there is not helping people. It's making it worse. That's not a penalty for me. And I, I'm not saying that because it happened to the Rangers player. If it happened to a Thistle player, it's not a penalty for me. Mm. Although my 85 year old mum has more movement than Cholak, better Alfie. Don't make me laugh. A £5 super chat as well. Thank you very much, Aldo. We will touch on that later on. Um, and I will get Stu or Care to remind me. Um, because if I talk about too many things at one time, my brain switches off. Um, I don't have the best memory. Um, but we will definitely touch on that later, Aldo. Um, Stu, it's not a penalty. It's There's no chance, not unless the rules have somehow changed and it's just if the ball hits your hand. This unnatural, natural position thing, um, even, and listen, when Stephen Cragen turns around and says there's no way that's a penalty, you know what I mean? Then you know it's it's definitely not a penalty because he looks for any reason to give decisions against us. Um, but, you know, do, do you go, I don't like this line of questioning. And I'm, as you can tell, I'm taking long to ask it because I'm trying to work my way around it. <laughs> um, they do shout and scream a lot about VAR, etc. You know, we know how um, thingy they are. I can't even think of the word, but you know, you know what they're like. Um, do Do you think that's got any bearing on it? Because me personally, I don't. I, I never have. I've always thought they can shout and scream as loud as they want about every decision that goes against them, and somehow turn decisions that go for them into a conspiracy against them. I don't know how they do that, but they do it. Um, I just think it's poor referees. I just think it's poor officials. I just think Scotland in general, um, from officiating, is just so, so poor. Yeah, there's <clears throat> there's no conspiracy. Uh, there, there never has been. I, I know that they'll, they'll point to some emails about some language, but that, that doesn't prove anything. Um, and that was 30 years ago. In terms of these days, it's, you know, you can... They can scream and shout as much as they want. They can get ex-pundits or, or current pundits, but ex-players to say what they want. But half the time they're wrong because the rules prove them wrong. But when when you've got them all spouting Twitter that this isn't a penalty or this was a penalty, when you've got qualified refs saying, no, it wasn't, they've well, looked back at it or it was or whatever, then it just proves them wrong. But they just ignore that and, and they drum up this sort of rolling ball that you can't stop that gets bigger and bigger and everyone ends up believing it as fact. Um, in terms of today, I don't think it has any bearing on, on games like today, to be honest. The only thing I could see it having a bearing on is if it's a tight decision in the cup final and, and they've been building up to it, then then maybe the ref goes one way or the other, maybe, but I'd hope not. Um, it's just poor referee. It always has been in this league. They're, they're not full-time refs, and that's a huge, huge problem we have. I would have invested in full-time refs before I invested in VAR. Um, it's... They just get so much wrong. And today sort of exemplified it in terms of, you know, the, the rule is, does he make his body unnaturally bigger to the position that, that he's currently in? Well, he's he's coming down from a jump. His body, you know, his, his arm is out slightly, but it's out from the centre of his body. If that doesn't hit his hand, it hits his body. So he's not made his body unnaturally bigger. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it, it was baffling for me that he, that he gave that as a penalty. Um, it, it just screamed that it, you know, that, that hit his hand, so it must be a penalty. We have to give that as a penalty just because it was handball. I think Cragen sort of said the referee had made his mind up, it seemed, because they, they the, the commentator said that they get the VAR in the ear type thing. They can hear the conversations going on. The ref had made his mind up. He didn't think it was a penalty. They, it sounded like they sort of talked him into going to look at it. Once they go to look at it, you know he's giving the penalty. He's not He's never going to look at that and then say, actually, no, no, I'm going to stick with my original decision. It feels like every time they go over to that, they're changing their decision. So, yeah, it was 
I think you summed it up. If Craigan saying it, and and we'll come on to it later, but Craigan literally tried to make up a rule as to why we shouldn't have had a penalty in the second half. So if he's saying that's not a penalty for me, that that would be a massive indicator. Um, yeah, it was it was just another poor example of a referee, and he was poor all game. But that was I don't think that was his fault. To be fair, I think he was talked into it by VAR. Um, but I think you're spot on. Well, for me, that's worse. For me, that's worse because yeah. then for me, you're sacrificing your morals. And you're going against your own judgment when somebody's telling you in your ear that I really think that's a penalty. If you're a if you're a top class referee in any country and you get a chance to have two, three, four, five looks at a decision, whether it be a bad tackle, a penalty, a goal, whatever, and you are going against your own judgment because somebody in your ear is telling you something, you shouldn't be a referee at a top flight and a top this flight. This is look. where this is where I think all their moaning and stuff in the media does come into it because I think. If they're telling him, right, you at least need to look at this. We think it's a penalty. You at least need to go and look at this on the monitor. He goes to look at this on the monitor. As soon as it goes to the monitor, there's going to be scrutiny on it, right? If he goes, no, do you know what? That's not a penalty. I'm sticking my original decision. He's in every single paper tomorrow. Chris Sutton and John Hartson are sending tweets out about him all night. He's probably getting threats by the morning. It's I, it's not worth it for him, is it? It's, what's the point? It, you know, I, I'll just give this penalty. Rangers are probably going to win. He shouldn't see it like that. But and I'm not saying he does see it like that, but it's easy enough to think, that's probably how he, he could see that situation unfolding. Um, if if they're pointing you over to the the monitor, I would say nine point five times out of ten, you are changing your mind to to what the VAR officials are telling you. And it's probably a bigger problem that we don't have full time refs, whether it's on VAR or just refereeing the games. That should have been the priority for for Scottish football: full time refs, not VAR. Well, if that's the case and that's the, the reason why referees are making a decision, then Scottish football is broken and I don't know how it recovers for that. Uh, me personally, I don't think it's that. I just think they're poor. I just think they're really, 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 really poor. Um, look, channel member Gaz is asking me, um, <clears throat> if it happened and we get a penalty for that so-called handball, would you take it? Oh, yes. Yeah, of course I would. Of course I would penalty take all day long. But then, but then I would come on here at the end of the game and I would say, for me, that was never a penalty. But we got it and you move on. But because it's against us, we get to moan and groan. Um, if we'd went and lost that game because of that penalty, I would be raging. Um, absolutely raging. Somebody's saying, Stuart, that they love talking to you so much. Uh, love oh, listening, listening to you talk so much, I should say. My apologies. Oh, um, I'm just, is that? She, she doesn't agree with that. Uh, no, your <laughs> message is not like talking to you. Um, she <laughs> may me to say that. Um, Donald Wright's new channel member, £5 Super Chat as well. Thank you very much, Donald. Greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, listen, it wasn't a penalty care, but Partick Fissel scored. And see, to be fair, they deserved that. They did. I think they had four shots, didn't they, in the first half in Target or something like that? We didn't have any shots in target in the first half, if I remember rightly. So they deserved it. They put you on the first half. We were poor. I mean, knew we had a big second half coming up. But mm-hmm. like you said, Matt, if you're given a penalty, you don't think it's a penalty, you take it. Because who are you to argue? Because that's a referee making a wrong decision. It's the same as the penalty we got. I didn't think it was a penalty either. But <laughs> it's just my opinion. I didn't think it was a penalty either. But we took it and obviously Tav missed. No, you do, and I, I thought the first half this will probably deserve to be in the lead. Then it deserve to be behind being the matter means. And I thought it's second half for a tougher game, which thankfully we didn't go out hundred percent as in play wise, but we up the game enough to get through. So there's a wee bit more positive in the second half, but it still wasn't great. But you can see the positive coming in the team. Whereas Raskin, I thought played well. Tillman again was bright, and I thought Ken made a difference when he came on. So you can see we've got players there. It's just. It's just a jigsaw puzzle. People's got to get right, and sometimes he's going to put in the piece that doesn't fit. Listen, there's loads of people in the comments talking about you know restructuring our leagues and stuff like that to try and help the game. Um, I, I've heard so often that Scottish football didn't need Rangers. Um, when Rangers are out of the league, everything was fine, and yet the reason that we're told as to why they can't restructure the league is because they need four old forum games a season. So depends on. I mean, it's just hypocrisy <laughs> in it, but. They need to do something with Scotland and the leagues because it's not working. It's definitely not working. Um, Stu, the changes at half-time, Hadji, I could 100% understand coming off because he's not played a lot of football. He looked very rusty in the first half. I wouldn't be too hard on him for it because he hasn't played a lot. Um, Kent on for Hadji. Were you surprised it was Cantwell that came off for Roof? Yes, I thought it'd be Cholak. Um, I thought Cantwell was... I mean, he wasn't great, but he, he was trying things and, and that's all you can ask is... There's moments when um, 
sort of Barisic in the second half were chasing the goal and, and it's classic Barisic where he turns back and passes and wastes time. Tab knocked one over the top and it, it went through to the keeper. It wasn't the greatest ball in the world, but it was forward and it was trying to make something happen. That's what I thought Cadwell was doing. He's, you know, he wasn't having the best time. He was sort of, um, he, was, he was probably pretty poor, if I'm honest, but he wasn't one of the poorest players on the pitch. There was, there was plenty before him. Cholak was sort of, I felt non-existent in that first half and I really liked No Cholak. service. No service. No, that's it. And, and I said that in the group chat. If we're not creating sort of goal mouth chances, then Cholak's a waste of time. He, he can do a little bit of hold-up play, but he's still a bit rusty from the injury. It it felt like if unless you can put that ball in there for him, he's, he's not going to be involved with playing with 10 men. I thought it would be Morelos or Roof for Cholak and then Hadji would be the other sub. Um, but all in all, I mean, it, it obviously worked out for the best. It, it did change the way we played a little bit. Um, you know, I think once we brought two tens off, it, we, we had a bit more, I don't know, we were a bit more cohesive, it, it felt like. So I think it was the right decision. And, and maybe Bill just thought with Roof on, you know, he's, He's a bit of a predatory striker as well, but he can also get involved and, and his runs can create space for other players. So I think he thought with Roof on, um, with, with the other sub coming on as well, um, and then giving Tillman a bit more freedom that maybe we would then start creating chances and, and Cholak is the man you want there when you do do that. So um, it would have been proved right if that is it because Cholak scores a, a fantastic header as well. So yeah, it was a, a good decision for me in the end, but I wasn't happy with it at the time. <laughs> For the trying, Scott, it's been £2 um, YouTube Super Chat. Thank you very much. Greatly, greatly appreciated. And this is the thing here. Cholak gets a lot of bad press. And not from everybody. I would say it's, you know, it's kind of split on Antonio. Um, I've made the point in the past that if we play to his strengths and he gets enough games, then he will score a barrel load of goals. And he showed it again today. Raskin, lovely uh, cross into the box. And Cholak's there by header. And he scores when he's given opportunities. And he probably well, should have scored straight after it as well. Yeah. Um, and it was a bit of a poor shot. But you give him opportunities, he will score. He does need the service, I have to say. But I think the way we play, the movement of players and the running of players, I think we're more suited to somebody like Morelos. I'm not saying Alfie's answer because I feel we will go in the summer. But a player of that type, I think somebody with more movement, he can go to the flanks, come deep, hold the ball up, plus get into the box. Cholax as a goal scorer, and I think he's a very good goal scorer, but I just feel he just doesn't into your system as well as maybe somebody else would. Sorry, were you finished then? I was reading. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that ended really quickly, didn't it? No, no, you go on forever. Um, but no, that was that was quite short. Um, Aldo, Martin, you cannot come out with the no excuses for Cholak. He is just not our kind of player. He's a passenger. No, he isn't. He's he's not a passenger. He's a goal scorer. I, I don't get this. You know, he was a top goal scorer under Gio at the start of the season. He then went out and got injured, and now he's came back and he's not had any service. I don't think I'm I'm out of line here or or going over the score, but he's not had any service. He gets a bit of service a day and he scores. If if Michael Beale doesn't want to play to the specific way that uh, you need to play for Cholak, then absolutely he will become a passenger. Um, and he won't score goals, etc., etc. But, but still, for me, I don't tell me if I'm wrong, I might be totally wrong. But Cholak's not a passenger for me, no, he's not. I mean, he, any player can be a passenger at times, and, and I think at times in the first half, he was it wasn't his own fault, like we just said. He's he, he didn't get the service, he's he's literally he's a six yard striker. And I know under Gio, he, he did sort of start developing that, that hold up play because we were a bit worried he didn't have it, and, and he was before his injury he started to have that side to him that, that looked really good but he's the guy if you give him a chance to score he's not going to score every chance I think we've been a bit spoiled by him because it felt mm -hmm. like under Gio he did score every single chance he had um, you know he's, he's not going to score every single moment he gets in front of goal but he will score the vast majority of them and being clinical is something we lack big time um, we create maybe not today but we create a lot of chances in games and we don't take a lot of them Cholak is someone that if you give him chances, he will score goals. And then maybe it's that long-term, it's not going to work out for Cholak because Bill doesn't want to play the style of football that will suit Cholak. And that's fine. Uh, you know, that happens at clubs. But yeah, I don't, I don't think he's a passenger. I think, you know, for the first half, you could have argued we had pretty much 10 or 11 passengers in that game. Um, it's, yeah, for, for Cholak is, 
Cholaki's Cholaki's, you know, he's he's a, he's a very so he's a very very similar striker to Chris Boyd. Right. Yes. For me, yeah. very, very similar, except he's yeah. better. Yeah, he is better. He's, he's, he's better. He's, listen, he's not going to score as many goals. He ain't got as much time, is he, to score as many goals? If he did, he would. Yeah. He's, he was he's given the right service. Steve Cholak played under the late, great Walter Smith. Right? Walter Smith would have played him in the right games and played the right way to get the best out of him. He would have scored more goals than Chris Boyd. We've all got opinions, Martin, right or wrong? No. Got opinions. <laughs> I just give the Trying Scotsman a shout out. Actually, he's 51 today. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Thank you for the support, and I hope you have a good day, especially now, now that we actually won. Um, that's just my opinion. I, I, I think he's a fantastic striker. I, I genuinely do. I think he's 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 a one of the most natural finishers we've had at our football club for a long, long time. Just my opinion. You give see if you gave him chance for chance what Chris Boyd had for his Rangers career, Cholak would have scored more goals. Boyd would be a finisher for me. No, he was not. I mean, he is as it stands right now because he scored a barrel load more goals. Unless um, it was a yard out on the line against Celtic, he made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did <laughs> score against Celtic Boyd eventually. Eventually, right? Okay. Um, we got a penalty. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, for me, it is. Simply because it, the the first initial fills outside the box, but then as you see him going onto the line, he's still got a hold of oh geez, who was it now? Tillman. Yeah, yeah Tillman. He's yeah. still got a hold of Tillman's shirt, and that's when he goes over. That's for me why it's a penalty. If it, if the rule was for the foul initially happened, it's a free kick, but because it carried on and he had a hold of his shirt, for me it's a penalty. But you don't think it is? No, I think it was still outside the box, but. We've all got different opinions, like I said earlier. Right or I think wrong, it was a foul, it. though. I think it was a foul, but I don't think it was a penalty. I thought it was a free kick just near the, the area. But he gave us a penalty, which I was happy about. Obviously, <laughs> we missed it, but I do think it was just outside. He's still Stoop. holding him in the area, though, isn't he? He's still... Yeah. Like, yeah, the, yeah, I, I just think... The rule is... I would have given a free kick. And if I was the manager, was... I would have, if I was the manager, I thought I'd have been streaming for a free kick outside the box, because to me, it's not a penalty. But if I a just player might... starts holding a player outside the box and that holding continues inside the box, it's a penalty. But that's the that's literally the rule. Like it I might not be the I, best, I, I, rule, but that is the rule and it is a penalty. I just think it was outside the box, so I'm not going to. I just <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm right. It's just my opinion. <laughs> Regardless of whether it was a penalty or it wasn't, Stu um, Tav steps up, hits it. I've never seen him go do maybe he has, right? Maybe he does go brain. down the middle. He does go down the middle. Does he does go down the middle? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's almost as if the keeper forgets to dive and then doesn't realise the ball's coming towards him. It was weird, wasn't it? Um, I mean, first off, I would love to uh Craig and tying himself in night knots trying to sort of make up a rule as to why it wasn't a penalty. Tying but, himself yeah, in tights? Tying him <laughs> I mean might tie himself in tights, tying <laughs> himself in knots, as I think I tried to say. <laughs> um he was he was talking about clipping Tillman's feet at first. I don't know yeah. what he was going on about, and he was he was determined that VAR was going to overturn this for a penalty. Um, so that that was quite funny to, to witness that. But yeah, the, the the pen was it was so strange. It was like you say, he looked like he was going to go, and then he sort of just stayed there and beat it away. And um, I think he just done some research to be honest. He's obviously watched it, uh, Tab take penalties and and thought if he puts him in the corner, he's probably scoring. So I'll stay still, and if he puts down the middle, I've got a better chance. Um, I think someone I saw a stat that said it was I think it's 49 penalties scored and 12 missed for Tav now, what, what is that sort of just over 1 in 5 he misses is that good enough I don't know I feel like in the big moment I have no idea by good... the way Stu right but when he hit the penalty one of their players was inside the box which for me oh, is was, normally yeah. a retake oh, yeah, it, it, it should have been retaken it should have been retaken yeah. re and we, we might be sitting here having a slightly different conversation if the result had went the other way um, but again, that just we've all discussed it. In fact, we have discussed the ref. The ref was poor. The ref was shocking. VAR didn't work. Um, but the people using VAR didn't work, actually, I should say, before somebody clips this up. Because I do know that there's a, a couple of people from different football teams that like to watch this and then record it on their phone at half one in the morning and put it on Twitter. Or maybe watch it in their big screen TV in the living room. Aye, aye. Record. I know. Just watch it on a computer and screen record it so it's a better quality content. Because it's advertising. You need to tune in, though. Aye, but the whole family's in the living room with him, watching it. Eating uh, a Sunday dinner. Hello, folks. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, Kerr. We go 2-1 up. Um, 
Tillman with the goal. Um, lovely feet. Takes it around the goalkeeper. Slots it into the net. And all hell breaks loose. Yep. Thoughts? No, deep. They kicked the ball out because Tillman initially gets stamped on. Which wasn't looked at really. And it should have been a red card. Could have been a red, red card. Yeah. So they throw it back to Holt who takes... Two touches before Tillman's even on him. touches, I think. Touches. And then he loses it. Tillman goes and scores, which is a perfectly good goal. Took it really well. Now, I'm still angry that we allowed him to score. I could be sitting here. You could all say I'm talking nonsense, but we should never have allowed him, we should never allowed him to get up the part and score. If, if he'd have took the ball off him and as soon as he tried it to him, fair enough. But many touches do you want? He's a professional football player. He was going to kick a ball back to us anyway. I just think it's a farce. Either Michael Beale's trying to win friends in Scottish football, which we don't have any, or he thought, I'm going to play the sport and integrity stuff, which in Scottish football doesn't work either. So to me, we don't let them score. I'm sorry, because if that's another foot, nobody lets us score against them. Nobody. And I, I could be proven wrong here, you could also say I'm talking nonsense, but no other team in Scotland lets us score against them if, if it's going to go against us. Like that, none. Stu? Completely agree for once with care. Um, it's uh, yeah on both points as well. What do you it mean was a red card. <laughs> it was um, it was a red card. It was you know when they first showed it, I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, the more they showed that he knew what he was doing, he, he had plenty of places to put his foot. He put it nowhere near the ball. He put it nowhere just to stand, like just to give himself support. He stamped on him his ankle. Should have been a red. Should have been at least a yellow. Um, you know they they cleared the ball out. It, it seemed to take a little. While for the throne to get taken, I'd completely forgotten what had happened. I'd completely forgotten oh, that he kicked the ball back to us. So when Tillman nicked it off him, I was like, how have they thrown this goal to us? And then they, yeah, when it all went, hell broke loose, I was like, I, I have no idea what's going on here. Um, and then they showed the replay. I mean, listen, I know he's a Scottish Championship footballer, but even at that level, you can't receive a throw in with your head down, take three touches with your head still looking at the ground, and then be surprised that someone's coming closely down. It's yeah, it was, it was baffling for me that, like I said, I think sport and integrity works so much in terms of if we if they'd kicked the ball out when we were supposed to give it back to them and we scored a goal, I could understand us letting them have a goal. They were kicking the ball back to us anyway. If a guy can't take three touches without losing it in his feet, then that's their own fault. And, and for me, it was a perfectly good goal. We should have given it back. And, you know, yeah, we would have, you know, everyone would have absolutely slated us in the media because... You know, this, it's a great thing for them to do, and, and we give them stories, and they'll want to hate the big bad Rangers. But yeah, I, I don't think we should have ever given them that goal back. Yeah, well, Ian McCall said, I don't think Tillman realized what he was doing at the goal. I don't bear him any ill will. Um, a bit of class has gone out of the football in general lately, but Michael Beale showed it today. It reflects very well on this football club and him as a man. <laughs> James Tavernier said it was the right thing to do. Um, Sporting-wise, it was the right thing to do. Tillman didn't realise um, what was what was happening when he scored the goal. For me, and I'm going to get so much hate now, um, the boys took a couple of poor touches, and you can actually see he's going to kick it back to his. Tillman's took it off and scored a fantastic goal. I, I, I agree with what Rangers done. I agree with what Michael Beale done. Um, I get that I'm probably in the minority, but on this, I'm always going to speak my mind and I don't care who disagrees. It's, I'm not a referee. I won't change my mind based on other people's opinions unless they're valid um, or, I, or I have a sudden change of mind. Um, but I thought it was the right thing to do. Um, just personally, just my own personal opinion. I think you could clearly see the boy was going to give us the ball back. Um, Tillman didn't do a, a, a be try to be cheeky or whatever. You know what I mean? Tillman genuinely thought that the ball was on. Um, I don't think Alan McGregor agrees with me because you could clearly see that Alan McGregor <laughs> was not happy. Not happy. I was praying, praying for him to kick that ball away. What I will say is, and I can't remember the the, the idiot boy's name um, that plays in defence for Partick Thistle should have been sent off for his reaction to Tillman. Yep. Um, that was completely missed, care. A lot was completely missed. Um, and whether you think it was the right thing to do, give the ball back, don't give uh, give the goal back, don't give the goal back, whatever. Um, you you can't argue that that referee today was horrific and pretty much most of the decisions that he made. And how, number one, the boy wasn't sent off for the foul on Tillman. 
and then there was nothing done with the other centre back who just practically rugby tackled onto the floor. I think this will go away with quite a lot today with the, some of their tackles and some of their raised hands and stuff. And you think, well, it's football's a contact sport, and it is. But the game's changed in a way where you can't do some things nowadays. And I think the boys should have been sent off if the standpoint told me because I think a lot of the games that's a red card straight away. And if you want to use VAR, I used it for the penalty, which I used it for that as well because that's a red card. And the thing, Melly's always hat Martin at football park, like fisty cuffs and pushing and shoving. And you never really get called out for it. I know that'll be down in England. Uh, Casimir get called out for grabbing some of them in the neck, but he never really grabbed their shirt. But the VR doesn't usually intervene that, and referees usually let it go until it kind of ends itself because players end up splitting it apart. But no, some of the decisions were poor by the referee. But as we said earlier, and as you said earlier, referees in Scotland are awful. Mm-hmm. So even things like this happening, you don't really expect it to happen. Out of the melee, you're probably expecting more injured players to get carded and no position players because that's just the way thing works. But like see, we've all got opinions in this goal. I just think it was wrong. It might turn out turn out to be the best thing for us, but I just think it was the wrong decision for us to do it. We might get more hated for not doing it. I, I, I don't do, care about the backlash. I, I genuinely don't care about the backlash. It's just, I, I genuinely think the boy was going to give us the ball back um, and tell me to go off and went and scored. And I think the right thing to do is... This isn't a real, Martin. This is an unwritten rule. It's unwritten, yep. Yep. So how long you might have give somebody to give the ball back? Well, obviously the boys not <laughs> really good I mean, ability-wise. He's not really good ability-wise. Maybe it takes him to touch touches to control the ball. Um, and look, hi, there's people, and I knew there was people going to have a go at me. Um, if it put us out the cup, would you still do the same thing? Well, I don't know. Probably not. But I just think it was the right thing to do. Just personally. Um don't have a go at me. Don't unsubscribe. That's keep right. It's all about opinions, Martin. Keep right subscribing. Wrong, as I keep <laughs> um, we we got that that final goal, Stu, with uh, the third goal, own goal. Um, but okay. but we were very very close to extra time penalties stuff we didn't want. But the team managed not playing well, um, which every team does. You know, teams have games where they just don't play well, but they get the win, and that's what we done. Yeah, and that's what we seem to keep doing under Bill. I mean, I'm not saying we, we don't play well often, but we've had a few games, especially in the early days when you come in, that we've had to just sort of, you know, fight and, and, and really scrap and, and get over the line. And and we keep finding different ways to do it. Today was a bit different for them because it was it was really, really poor. That first half was obviously um, horrendous. Uh, but some of the challenges they were getting away with, that the ref being poor, this could have all added up and, and you know, we... You could have seen um, Rangers, and I don't want to go back to cliche. Oh, under Geo, we wouldn't have done that. But you, you could have seen a, a team maybe go into extra time before they get their heads sort sorted for that. Um, but we just we just never stopped. And I said it. Um, I can't remember who I was texting at the time, but I was, I was mentioning someone, and it's under Bill. I just have this weird feeling where it's like even two two. I was like, I would be all right with win this, and I'm not usually like that. I'm usually oh, I can't believe we're going to throw this away to a championship side, but I was just so relaxed I felt like we would win it the whole time um and it's just good to even see you know I know it's an own goal in the end but just to be a threat from set pieces again or from balls into the box again is massive we've we just we went so long without even scoring from corners and, and it feels like we've scored three or four now under Bill um and, and yeah it's, it, it was good to I, I wanted obviously Sands to get it it would have been nice for him because obviously he got a little bit of stick but he, you know he's absolutely involved in it he, he almost gets the assist I guess off to, to, to create the own goal um, and it was it was deserved by that point because they, they were sitting in and, and just you know looking to, to either buy free kicks themselves or give away free kicks to stop us doing anything so um it is funny when when you know you've seen their players get booked for time wasting and and how quickly that turns when, when you do score a late goal and all of a sudden you know, everything's rushed and um, the referee's sort of waving our players on because we're not allowed to time waste like they do, apparently. But, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's just good mentality again and it all bodes well for the future. These these are the positives you've got to take out of it. It's, it you know, it was a bad day at the office, but if we can look back, you know, maybe not this season, but next season when, when we're in a tough fight, which I absolutely um, expect to be at some point, then then we're going to need this sort of mentality. I know it's part of this, so I get that. I'm not comparing that. I'm just saying... 
this goes well, this builds the mentality for, for future games and, and that these players, they don't stop, they, they do go to the end of the games and, and they don't take bad decisions or bad moments against them too personally or or if they do, they use it as fuel to, to go out and, and basically win the game and, and, and either get three points or today get through in um, the next stage of the cup. Yeah, um, something I completely forgot about, Keir. And we should have had another penalty, to be fair. Um, Sands filled in the box. I didn't notice it at first, and then it showed you the replay, and the boys clearly, he's grabbed them round the top of the shoulder, and then he's grabbed them there as well, and he's pulled them. So, that, again, the, the men behind the screens at bar missed that as well. Yeah, I mean, like we said, the bar's just there to help, but obviously people using it either don't know how to work it properly, just pick and choose what they want to look at, but sit on the fence here, I thought in the first half, Pullman done that to somebody as well on the edge of the box, I thought I could have been looked at when Pullman pulled a party at Thistle, probably the night and tossed him round in the first half, so I thought I could have went against us as well, but I was never like that, so just looking at either side, Martin, I thought we'd, we'd, we'd done it as well in the first half, so... God, he's no fun, Kerr, is he? He's no fun whatsoever, honestly. No, he's hungover. That's his problem, <laughs> He's hungover. He just wants to go back to his bed. Um, before, we go, before we go, though, um, yeah, look, we're through to the next round. In the end, that's all that really matters, to be brutally honest with you. We're through to the next round. Um, Stu, before we go, we got our first kind of long look at uh, Raskin. Or I can't even remember what that commentator was calling him, um, but I'm going to stick Raskin. with Ra- Raskin. I'm going to stick with Raskin, right? <laughs> um, thoughts? Uh, superb. What a player. Um, and again, I know it's Partick Thistle, but you, I think you can see, uh, we saw it earlier with Tillman, you can see a level of a player regardless of the opposition he's playing. Um, Raskin has that absolutely, you know, what I spoke about earlier, which I was hoping to see from him. I didn't know too much about him. But yeah, just receiving the ball from deep, always looking for the ball to go forward. And you even see, like, I think, you know, he's, he's bound to be rusty. I think he took a heavy touch in the first half and, you know, the thistle player gets excited and rushes in and the ball's in the air and he just sort of stabs it away from him to, to another guy so quickly. It's this, like, quick thinking and and um, obviously they've got the ability. It's, this, it's the same with Tillman. They just seem to be on a different level to everyone else on the pitch. Um, and I think long term, we've got a hell of a player in Raskin. And if we can go and tie Tillman down with that, we've got two players that could be sort of key cornerstones to, to the future of this club and the future of its success. Um, just loved him from start to finish. I wouldn't, you know, I haven't seen him attempt a shot yet. He, he did seem a bit Glenn Kamara around the box at times. Apparently, he hasn't scored in over a year or something. Yeah, that, that makes sense as to why we would sign a midfielder like that. But you take that with, with everything else he gives you. Um, just the, the speed of thought, the, the, moving the ball around so quickly. And um, half the time we end up losing the ball because it's a bit like what Hadji used to be the only player I felt that could do it, but he would see something or, or he would pick something out to, to move the play forward and no one else has read it. But now we've got a four, three, four, five players that are like-minded and, and they can see that and it does help unlock these defences. And it makes, you know, we talk about the forward players, they're going to be the ones, you know, the, your Tillman, your Kents, they're going to, their skills are going to individually create something or unlock a low block. But, you know, it's just as important having someone like Raskin that, that can pick the ball up deep and play it, like maybe not a penetrating pass, but play the pass before the penetrating pass instead of turning back, going back to goals. You use the word penetrating goals. far too much there, Stu. Yes, well, it's, yes, yeah. I'm excited, Martin. That's it, yeah. <laughs> It's all I've got these days. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just super excited to see him, and, and I can't wait to sort of see more of him. Uh, there's a few people talking about Hadji in the comments. I, like, there's no way you can judge Hadji at all on that, whether he was amazing or whether he was poor. Um, he's not played enough to be able to judge him. He's been out for so long with a horrendous injury. Um, but Kerr was Raskin possibly unfortunate not to get man of the match. He probably was. Yeah, I think Pullman just shaded it, but. Raskin in the first half is digging away, he's trying to get involved, he's trying to get things moving, but I thought the second half he stepped up again, but he wins the ball, he's direct with his passes, but his passes are just short, he fizz across the ground, I thought he likes to get forward, but when he passes the ball he just doesn't stand and watch, he's on the move again to receive it, and he's always looking up, and you see him in the ball he played to Cholak, it was a great ball across, and it was a type of ball where even when he got his head to it, he still kept the, the power, in the header because the ball was that good and I just think I mean he's young Tolman's young if you can get Tolman signed he'll get Raskin there these two guys could be the future of first team for the next two or three seasons and 
They're two very clever players, two very good footballers, and they can take us to new heights. That's me finished, Martin, by the way. Can I just say, folks, that um, in order to keep the rabble going and in order to be able to go and do what we want to do, um, we're delighted to have partnered with Kitbag. Um, the link is in the description now for their start by sale. You can get up to 65% off a wide range of football tops, including all four of this season's Rangers tops as well. So the link for that is in the description. Click on the link, have a wee look. If you want to buy something, buy it. If you don't, you don't. But give the link a wee click. Um, it helps support us. Um, it helps us continue to be able to do what we want to do. And we're looking to bring in more sponsorship as well. The website will be up and, up and ready to go soon. So for all our YouTube members as well, there'll be plenty of videos out as well to talk about how we move to the website. Uh, there's, there's loads we could, more we could talk about. We could talk about Kamara. We could talk about Sands and Davies at the back. We could talk about McGregor, who pulled off a couple of cracking saves. But we're going to save that for Monday. And that's 50 minutes in. So we're going to save the rest for Monday, so we've got more stuff to talk about. My thanks to Stu and Care. My thank you to everybody watching, everybody in the comments, everybody who watches this back. Um, I always forget to thank the people who watch it back. Hey, don't forget, you can download or stream all of our shows in audio forum on Spotify, Acast, iTunes, Google Podcasts, etc. And also before I go, thank you everybody who put in the super chats as well. That The support for that is absolutely crazy mental and, and I thank you all very, very much. So this is Sunday. Normally I would say we've got a show tomorrow night for the members, but that would be tonight. But it's Sunday. So we'll be back tomorrow at half past seven on regular YouTube. Um, I am off all next week from work, so I will be going to try and get the phone in sorted at some point during the week. So hopefully we've got the phone in back for Friday. Um, but until we speak to you tomorrow, thank you, Stu. Thank you, Care. Thank you, everybody, for watching. And we'll see you all tomorrow night, half past seven. Anybody, Curry. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.